Hello, my friend. Before we get into today's episode, I want you to know that I have put together a workshop on this very topic that I'm going to be teaching to you at the end of the month. And this workshop is going to be virtual. It's going to be on Zoom. You're going to be able to pop in and I am going to teach you my signature method on how to get your shit together with the neurodivergent brain. And I promise you it's things that you haven't heard before. I am going to take you through the process that I use both on myself and on my clients, and I'm going to teach it to you. I'm going to leave nothing behind. Okay. It is all included. So in order to get that, you can just go on over to my website, amandahess.ca slash workshop, amandahess.ca forward slash workshop, and you can sign up for that training. Um, like I said, it's going to be at the end of the month, there will be a replay. So if you can't come live, it's okay. You will still be able to get it, but I really want to encourage you to go ahead and go on there and sign up. I know that it can be something that we think we can do later. And I know that it can seem like maybe they're going to learn something that you're not going to want to do. But what I want to, I guess, impart to you is that I have a very specific process that I bring to my clients and I want you to know what that is so you can start implementing it. Because in my world, in my vision of the world, I see women being able to have really full productive lives, no matter what's going on with their brain. And I am going to tell you right now that you can't write enough lists to get your shit together. You can't beat yourself up enough to get your shit together. You can't lose enough weight to get your shit together. There's nothing that you can do that is going to get your shit together. Okay. But there is a process to be able to change the way that you approach your brain so that you can use it and make sure that it's working for you. So once again, amandahess.ca forward slash workshop. Can't wait to see you there. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Neurodivergent CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Hess, a certified life and success coach specializing in empowering neurodivergent leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs. Ever felt like your achievements didn't line up with your internal struggles? Trust me, I've been there. I couldn't comprehend how I had dedicated so much effort to success only to find myself deeply unhappy while everyone around me perceived me as having it all. But here's the thing, your beautifully unique brain holds the power to transform your perspective and bring happiness and fulfillment into your life. That's why I created this podcast, to help you unlock that potential. If you're tired of being on the hamster wheel of your life and yearning to redefine your own version of success, then you've come to the right place. So my friend, buckle up and get ready because this is just the beginning of an incredible journey. It's time to tune in and explore the extraordinary possibilities together. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. Let's talk about getting your shit together, shall we? So I am going to be teaching a whole workshop on this. I made sure that I put it on the intro before I dug in here, but maybe you weren't listening because maybe you fast forwarded. I know I do that too, but I really do want to speak to those of you that think that what really needs to happen is you need to get your shit together. And I have thought that same thought about myself. I used to think it and I used to believe it. And it used to be almost my church. Okay. It used to be the thing that drove me. 
But what I think is super fascinating when I really look back, when I look at when I was applying that type of pressure to myself, I look back at the results that I was creating for myself. And I realized that I didn't create results from that thought. And I'm going to tell you something that you might not believe you are not getting results from that thought either. (laughs) Okay. And also in addition to that, I need you to know that thought isn't the truth about you. I need to get my shit together or I don't have my shit together. That isn't the truth. I know that when I'm coaching my clients, all right, and we're talking about this, and I, I coach a lot of women who are in very high level jobs, they're leaders, they're entrepreneurs, they are CFOs, they're CEOs, and they have this thought. And then I've coached women who are not in those positions and they have the same thought. And so what I really noticed though, what I've really seen happening for all of them, including that earlier version of myself is being in this state of kind of shame and disgust with ourselves. And it looks like being disgusted with a lot of different aspects of ourselves. There's a lot of judgment that we layer over ourselves. So we get up in the morning, we're already feeling that horrible funk, right? That anxious, not good enough, not feeling good feeling. And then we push ourselves. We're like, get your shit together, Amanda, go and do your hair, (laughs) right? Make sure that you do your makeup. Maybe you don't wear makeup. It's fine. If you don't, I do though, make sure that you're on time. Don't screw up what time you arrive places. Ensure that you're on top of things. Don't screw up. And we start our day with that. We haven't even had coffee and that can be going on. Now, maybe you don't drink coffee, tea, a glass of water. You Maybe you haven't gone to the bathroom. Maybe you haven't gotten out of bed yet because you're just literally picking up your phone and looking at your email. That thing that we all know we're not supposed to do, but we do it anyways. And then we get that shitty email and then we feel terrible. And then we don't want to even get out of bed. We'd rather just go back to sleep and pretend it didn't happen. Ask me how I know. But I just think that it's not a problem if you check your phone. Okay. When you're in bed, is it the best feel for your brain? Probably not. You could have something that comes in that email that might really mess with you. Maybe if you're an entrepreneur or coach like me, maybe it's a client has quit or somebody wants their money back or somebody's upset about something or something's been canceled, or maybe you're looking for that email from that client that was going to start and they don't or whatever it is. But maybe if you don't have an entrepreneurial type job and you're not in a service-based business, it could be an email from your boss. It could be an email from your kid's teacher, whatever. I think that all of it is really quite neutral. And I think that a lot of times what we're doing is this sort of collective gaslighting of ourselves, because I don't know that there's ever going to be a time where we're not judging ourselves in a negative way, because that's how our brains work. That's how society is really set up. That's how we're taught to look at ourselves. We're really taught to look at ourselves with a lot of judgment. And when I think about getting my shit together, the reason why I have that thought is oftentimes because I believe that if I have the result, whatever it is I want to have, that my life is going to be better than the life that I have right now. And what I want you to know is that is just not true. And even if let's take weight loss as an example, all right, 
let's say you get your shit together when it comes to weight loss and you lose 40 pounds, 60 pounds, a hundred pounds, whatever. And now you are whatever size you want to be. And you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, my shit's together. Like your shit's together. You've lost the weight. What will happen is there will just, first of all, be something else that's wrong. And then this is fun. I see myself and my clients doing this too. Then we're mad at ourselves for being mad at ourselves for not having the next thing. (laughs) But even if we aren't looking at that part of it, what I'm looking at as, as your coach, when I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the result, yes, you have the positive emotion from achieving the results. But what we forget is that the change in lifestyle to achieve the results has to be sustainable. And by sustainable, it's something that you're going to want to do forever. So if you lost that weight by giving up all carbs, let's say, you can't bring them back in. They don't get to come back. If they come back, you gain the weight back. So there's pluses and minuses. There's negatives and positives to everything. And a lot of times we do choose our comfort over the discomfort. And I just want to, first of all, offer to you that if you're in a season of your life where things are exceptionally difficult, choosing comfort is not a bad thing. It's not a sin to choose comfort in my books. Okay. In the world I live in, I think that choosing comfort is very human and very natural and very normal. And it's not, it's not a it's not indicative of your character. If you choose comfort over discomfort, even though comfort isn't getting you to the result, that doesn't mean you are lacking in your character. It also doesn't mean you're lacking in discipline. It means that there is a scenario that goes on in your brain where it chooses the more comfortable option and there is comfort in it. And there is discomfort in choosing the other option. And sometimes that discomfort will always exist. And I just want to bring that into perspective for you, because I think for so many of us, we forget the truth of that. Life is honestly 50-50. I have had so many experiences of that in my own life. I could go on for an hour talking about all of them. On this podcast, I've talked about how I had acne as a teenager and how, when I went to university, I still had acne, like really bad cystic acne, painful acne. And I ended up going on Accutane for about a year and a half and Accutane was awful. Okay. Awful. It made my skin so dry. My skin looked so much worse than it did with actual acne, which is fascinating, right? Cause it just dry, it dries out all of the the oil glands and everything. Listen, if I'm saying that wrong and you're a scientist or a doctor or a dermatologist and you're listening to this going, it's not factual. It's fine. You can email me. It's fine. You can tell me it's okay. But ultimately that's how I view it is that the oil glands got smaller. I stopped overproducing oil and then I stopped having acne. Now, after that, I didn't have acne. It's true. And you know what I thought? I thought I was fat. And I just think it's fascinating how our brains work. And I want you to know that a lot of times when we're saying I need to get my shit together, it's because we're buying into the lie that there is better than here. 
And a lot of times when we start doing this work, when I start working with clients and they've been immersed in say therapy or coaching or self-help, and they have some knowledge and awareness around this, what can happen is they'll go, yes, I know, but there's knowing and there's knowing. Okay. (laughs) It's like knowing smoking is bad for you when you're a smoker and knowing that it could end your life. There's a difference, right? We drive by that knowing, and I don't want you to drive by it. I want you to slow down. So I want you to slow down. In fact, I want you to stop the car. I want you to get out. I want you to walk around. I want you to smell the smells and taste the tastes and see the sights and feel the feels and do all the things. Here's why. You do not need to get your shit together. You need to understand yourself better. That's what I really have noticed through the years that I've been coaching, through the people that I've helped, through my experience, but not just my experience, through so many other women's experience. What I can tell you for certain is that we aren't really willing to get to know ourselves because underneath it all, we don't believe that we're good enough. And that shows up in lots of different ways. For me, it comes from this idea that I'm not likable, very strong belief that is very much ingrained into me, right? Other people don't believe they're interesting enough. Other people don't believe they're lovable enough. They're smart enough. There's just, there's different flavors to all of that. However, regardless of what your flavor is, it is what drives that desire to get your shit together. Because really what it's saying is if I was different, then my life would be better. That's what we think. If I was different, my life would be better. So if I didn't forget things, if I was more emotional if I was less emotional, if I wasn't so scattered, if I could have more energy, if I wasn't frustrated by this, if my kids didn't upset me, if I didn't lose it on my kids, if I didn't have road rage, if I, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever it is for you, we have this thought that if I wasn't like that, If that wasn't happening, if I wasn't acting or reacting in that particular way, my life would be better. And the truth is your life maybe would be better. You will have other things that go on. And the other part of this that I think is really essential that we see is that when we think I need to be better, we put on a lot of pressure. So as soon as you think I'm not good enough, what are you going to do? You're going to put pressure on yourself to be better. And where I see this really happening for people is putting pressure on themselves to act differently. And I hear this a ton and I used to do this all the time. And sometimes I still do because hello, we are all human here, but we have this idea that if we focus on the action or the reaction and we shame ourselves enough for it and we beat ourselves up enough for it. And if we're like, how do I make that stop? How do I stop from freaking out, shutting down, taking on too much, whatever it is for you? What I will tell you is you're focusing in the wrong area. 
that can't be where we focus. And the reason why is it's too late. (laughs) Okay. I always joke with my clients and really in any workshop I've ever really taken that there are nine one, one things that we can do in that instance. And they will work. Maybe, I don't know the statistics, 10% of the time, maybe five. I'm not hundred percent sure, but what I will say is that if you really want to have a sustainable change, when we put so much pressure on the action and we vilify ourselves inside of that saying, there's something wrong with me for being this way in this moment, we are making ourselves shrink. In fact, what I would say more so is we're backing ourselves into a corner. And I always like to use the analogy of a a beaten puppy, right? So we've all seen those pictures of dogs that have been abused, videos of dogs that have been abused. And almost always they're very reactionary. They bite, they're aggressive, and they are difficult to be around. And what happens if you are authoritarian with that dog? They're going to bite you. What happens if you hold them accountable? Let's say you get a choke chain and we are correcting them in that way. And you're like, come over here right now. What happens? What's the result? And the result is they get worse. They may bite you. They may come after you or they'll completely shut down. But what they won't be is a happy thriving dog, right? That's not happening. And then what I love is seeing these videos where these trainers will come in And within literally actually minutes, sometimes they can get that dog to a place where there's trust. They can get that dog to a place where they really trust the other person. And they're like, oh, I I can do this thing and I'm rewarded. I don't need to live in fear of punishment all the time. And what I want you to know when I hear you say, I need to get my shit together. I know that you are in fear of being punished. And it's not just being punished by you, right? It's being punished by the world. We get punished by the world. It's true. We have people react to us in a way that makes us feel terrible. We have, you know, relationships that fall apart. We get fired from jobs. Our actions can create a shitstorm. It's true. It, it, it can happen. And yet adding more pressure is still not going to work. And I just really think that if we can start looking at ourselves from the standpoint of, Hey, I am human. And there is a lot of things that have happened to me that have put me in this position. And a lot of times what's going on for me, isn't so much that I'm having a bad reaction that I need to fix, but more so I need to address what is causing this systemic overload. And that's how I really look at it, that we have capacity, right? We have emotional capacity and our emotional capacity is very much changed by our environment. It's changed by our hormones. It's changed by our sleep patterns. It's changed by so many things, past trauma, right? And that is all true. And then There are times when our capacity is vast and there are times when our capacity is small. And what I will tell you is that when you start seeing that you aren't acting or reacting the way you want to be acting or reacting, 
if you view it as a picture of your worth, if you view it as this is how I value myself as a human being is in how I act or react, you are going to struggle. And that struggle is going to get worse and worse. And that's why when I think about somebody needing to get their shit together, I'm like, okay, what are the results that you want? What are the results you want to create? What are the things you want in your life? For so many of us, it's a solid romantic partnership. It's a career that we enjoy, that we make money at. It's having a lifestyle that that fits. It's having full friendships. It's having this very full interactive life. And in order to have that, we can't be just backing ourselves into a corner and beating ourselves up because there's nowhere to go from there. We can't move from there. It makes it worse. So if I'm looking at the result, what I'm always looking at is how do we reduce the pressure? I want to reduce the pressure because when we reduce the pressure, it allows us to think more creatively. It also gives us the opportunity to rest and recharge and grow emotional capacity. It gives us permission to not always be perfect. And so we are willing to try things and maybe have them not turn out. And so we can learn and keep going. It gives us this opportunity to have this very full, expansive life that we so deeply desire. And that's why I'm teaching this in a workshop. I can certainly speak to it on this episode. However, I want you to know exactly how you do it. So if you're the type of person that's like, I just need to know how to get my shit together, this workshop, I'm going to walk you through the process. I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you exactly how to reduce the pressure. Okay. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. And I am going to show you the impact that's going to have on your life moving forward. I'm going to show you how that will exponentially increase the positive results in your life. And I'm going to give you everything you need to do that. And I'm going to do it for free. It is my gift to you. Okay. So remember, Amanda has.ca forward slash workshop, go sign up. And I would love to challenge you to be there live. So what I'm going to offer you is if you come on live, I am going to do some prizes. I'm going to do some prizes and they're going to be good. They're going to be amazing. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you take anything from this episode, this is what I would like you to take. How can I reduce the pressure on me? Every time you feel yourself, I've just got to get my shit together. Oh my God, I forgot that thing. I did that thing. I freaked out on that person. I'm such a terrible person. How do I reduce the pressure? Keep asking yourself that question. I promise you, it will totally change your life. Okay, my friend, that's what I got for you today. I can't wait to see you at this workshop. I know you're going to love it. I am so excited to teach it to you. And yeah, I will see you here on Monday, if nothing else. Talk to you later. Bye.